is Free Talk Live. Phones are open here, and you can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And joining you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian and Cody. We've been covering in detail the Freedom Convoy. There's some other stuff in the news uh, coming up here tonight. Conan, you still want to talk about this bug-eating thing, so we can come back around to that uh, a little bit it's, later it's on. It's not going away. No, it's not. This is not. something that needs to be discussed. The, there's there's many different facets of this argument, of this, of this, uh, this scenario. The mainstream media has been pushing this, and you're elites, right. They're going to keep doing that. Yeah, so it's not going away. Uh, so we can come back to that. Uh, there's plenty in the news, but, you know, the Freedom Convoy, i got to say, it's one of the most exciting things to happen in, I, in recent memory. I have my doubts, as I spoke last week about mm-hmm. it, about how wh- where this will go. Uh, Trudeau still hasn't showed up, and he's and he's 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 one of the you know uh, one of the problems. And there and and a lot of these truckers have uh, have you know they're they're concerned with the mandate, mm-hmm. of course, for everyone. By the way, not just truckers, right? And uh, they have sworn that they're not going anywhere till the mandate's gone. And Trudeau comes out. Some of them, is, of, of course, have said this. The Trudeau comes out and apologizes and has a talk with them. Well, it's important to point out, though. I mean. Uh, I appreciate you being skeptical here, and and I was as well, but apparently the COVID restrictions have been lifted in uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan provinces. For everyone? Uh, That's my understanding. I mean, that's what they're saying here. Now, now I don't know if it's they're being lifted or they have been lifted or what the exact status is, but the people on the side of the truckers are claiming that as a, you know, evidence of success. Good. Well, I mean, here's the problem when... when with any activism uh, or any 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 mob uh, mob rule in a way where they come out and they are they are whether it's whether it's for the side of the individual and mm-hmm. or, the collective, or the collective the collective mob uh, usually the government will back down a little bit mm-hmm. and but they'll keep some of it they'll keep some of the of the the problem uh, alive alive and well and uh, but it, but it's enough that the truckers will go back and do their thing because they, they to need work. to make money they need sure. to go, they need to get places they can't take weeks off they're not living in their mom's well, some basement. of them can i mean they're intending to with this fund with this if, they, if there's a real fund there's money behind this yeah then, they, then they, they're, there's a possibility like for the for example the gas that's being mm-hmm. taken that's being stolen from them uh that, yeah. that, that they're that, arresting people with gas cans yeah and of course, and of crazy. course, now you have some that are walking around with uh, gas, just empty gas cans and or gas t- cans full of water just to troll the cops. Uh, but the problem I, I see that. is, yeah, th- these governments might back off, but what are they keeping in place? Have they they got their foot in the door? Because sure. this is this is with everything. You you give them a little bit, and, and they they'll they'll, they'll, take, they'll take as much as they can. They'll take the mi- they'll try to take the mile, uh, but they'll take a they'll take a hundred foot if they could. But but sometimes they have to kind of throw it out there and see what they can get away with, and I think they over yeah. they overstep their boundaries, and now they're real. Some of these governments around the world are realizing that you know what uh, this this could this could blow up in our faces. So, and it did. We, and we could find ourselves in the guillotines real soon. Uh, I don't think it's going to go that far. France. But- yeah, you're talking about the 1800s. I'm talking about I'm talking about 2022. <laughs> I'm talking, those are those are some those are some rowdy folks. Oh, I see what you mean. The, the more recent protests, like yeah, with the yeah. uh, the yellow jackets or whatever. That, recent as in it's been going on for like the last yeah. four what four years now? I think Freedom Convoy 2022 on GibsonGo.com is now up to 6.8 million dollars. 
So they are doing just fine as far as raising money is concerned Good. to keep these these guys going. But a lot of these guys are independent operators. I mean, the guys that aren't independent, they're still working. Yeah. Well, right? I, I so. got a great story about that. It has to do with Port Huron. Yeah, well, let's get into the updates here because every single day there's some new development happening. I mean, just to update our listeners, a quick recap from yesterday, a man in a robe at a superior co- uh, courthouse issued an order saying, there shall be no more honking. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's part of a uh, an injunction. It's an emergency injunction in a $9.8 million case that a local resident of Ottawa is bringing as a class action suit against the organizers and dozens, of, purportedly dozens of the drivers that are down to, in is, downtown it, Ottawa. It, isn't this the guy? His argument is like honking is violence. It's a viol- It's violence against me. I. It's actually a woman, supposedly, and uh, but yeah, I mean, she, she's saying she can't sleep. Right? She's saying well, that. Duh. That's yeah. the way it works. <laughs> uh, although I've heard that the protesters are not honking at nighttime now, like they. They were initially, right. but now they uh, they are not doing. It. I mean, they've got to sleep too, right? Like the truckers aren't robots. So, so and this is this is Alberta, so uh, I, so Ottawa, Ottawa. So I guess what do you call it now? You can't call it the honking if you can't well, honk. That's the thing. The question is, how quiet are they? Because the headline at the mainstream media is trucker convoy downtown silent for first time in 11 days but then in their own report they admit that there are still drivers who are honking so it is not silent right but it may not be as loud as it has been and we were playing a clip and I'll, maybe i'll pull it up here on the, uh, the studio you know the, the to play for you on the air uh where there's like this chuffing noise that's coming it sounded, from the it sounded like a moose yeah. in heat and i don't know <laughs> what <laughs> it is it sounds it's grunting <laughs> yeah it's, it's probably something that a driver would immediately oh yeah that's blah 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 but yeah. offhand you know i don't, it's, I don't know it's, what it's it just is. revving his engines and kind of you think that's what it was i think it's just, might, a, it just, a, just a tapping on the gas pedal really we're gonna have to bring it up now but anyway so just to you know recap here they are they are they're under some sort of an order so presumably if you are caught uh, honking a horn, you would be subject to contempt of court charges in in that case. So that's one of the latest uh, updates. But now there's something going on at the Windsor Bridge. Windsor is the town across the river from Detroit. Mm-hmm. And so what is going on out there, Conan? Have you you been following this is, that? This is Port Huron in Michi- Michigan. Um Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was in the same area for some reason. It might, do, I, I'm sure that. they're doing this at a yeah. many, many border uh, crossings. This mm-hmm. is a this is a particular border crossing where the Freedom Rally went and blocked uh, the Ambassador Bridge. Yeah. Okay. That's so, up the. That's yes. Up yester- the lake. Yesterday. And so these. So you have your Freedom guys, and then you have your your truckers who are trying to get places. They're either vaccinated, they don't they're care, working. they're not a part of it, they're working. They got to they got to pay them bills. So they all decided to head on over to the. Uh, what bridge did they go to? Uh, the Blue Water Bridge. Okay. <laughs> and they inadvertently blocked the hell out of that one because all the trucks are going to this other bridge. So there's, I'm looking at these pictures. These aerials are just incredible. There's like seven miles so just of, because just, of, of the nothing demand, but semi-trucks. So just because of the demand placed on that one border crossing, it, it essentially it is it. blocked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even though they're trying to get through. Yeah. 
Interesting. Well, I, and I don't know. I'm, I it, I think these people are actually moving. I don't think there's anyone who decided, mm-hmm. you know what? Uh, you guys take the ambassador. I'm going to run over to Blue Bridge real quick and block that one up, too, and, wow. and screw it up. But I I think that it is flowing, and I don't know what the—and this was this morning, uh, all the way up to about noontime. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's still blocked, but these aerials are incredible. I mean, this is this is walking dead incredible. Damn. Where you just have so many vehicles that are just dead just on the highway. Stalled. Oh, and by the way, the other lane coming the other way, mm-hmm. nothing. Completely open. Empty. Okay, coming from Canada. Kind of like Walking Dead. Kind of like in that that one scene where he's walking into the city. Wow. And you just have just have thousands, tens of thousands of vehicles just everywhere. It's scary. And this is the kind of thing that might work. Now, so my, they, this is where this is. I see these pictures and I become optimistic that this will actually. Uh, bring about change. So apparently, the reason they went up to that bridge is because of the Windsor Bridge was was blocked, uh, according to OttawaCitizen.com. As the Freedom Convoy entered a 12th day, in Ottawa protesters in Windsor choked off access to the Ambassador Bridge between that city and Detroit, wreaking havoc at the border and leaving countless travelers stranded. The Windsor faction of the national protest against COVID-19 mandates escalated efforts by planting big rigs, pickups, and the occasional off-road vehicle on the highway, essentially cutting off the main commercial artery in and out of Canada. So that's the bridge that's just to the south of the one that you're talking about right. in Port Huron. We're going to continue here. Uh, they've got the government gang, of course, has evil plans afoot to deal with this situation. We will reveal their latest plot to you. You're welcome to join us as well. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. This is Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us. Hey, it's Free Talk Live here, the number 603-283-6160. If you want to join the show, you can. Again, 603-283-6160. And we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency and raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and you can get it on an exchange called XMarkets. It's exmarkets.com. You can register with just an email address because uh, you actually don't need to violate your privacy to trade at XMarkets. You can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Ian and Conan here in the studio doing uh, more updates on the Freedom Convoy as some protesters are taking action outside of Ottawa. Ottawa, of course, is the, the hot spot. It's the capital of all of Canada, and the protesters have been there now for not quite two weeks, mm-hmm. but two, you know, a good week and a half. Uh, they are now under a judge's threat of contempt of court charges or whatever the equivalent of that is in the Canadian system as a man in a robe has issued a threat saying that anyone who honks their horn is going to be subject to penalties. So what's happening as a result of that, according to some video here provided by the Ottawa Citizen, is some trucks are coming up with other ways to protest. And here's one. It's a little louder than I thought. Here we go. 
So that's uh, basically, apparently, a truck is using his air brakes and revving his engine, according to this report. And there was another video that I could not, I could not find again after I'd visited their site once. Mm-hmm. It shows kind of a similar sound coming from another truck. So there are some trucks out there that are doing their best to continue to, to, to do something, make some kind of noise under this threat. But as I said yesterday, if you've got a line of three trucks, and there's frequently three trucks lined up right next to one another, and one of them's honking their horn, how can you really tell which one's doing it? I don't think you can. I don't think you'd be able to either. Not unless, I mean, not unless you're standing right there in front of them, but if yeah. you're walking down the street and they're off in the down the street, then no, you're... You, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to cite, cite all three of them. You can't do that because you've got to be able to testify and prove. I mean, again, I presume that in Canada you have a right to a trial, and given that it's a Western court system, that you have a right to a trial. And so the thing is, these these truckers, I mean, they're doing some amazing work. There's no doubt about it. I, it's hard for me to criticize what they are doing because they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're putting their ass on the line. They are risking uh, police jobs. targeting. They're risking their their careers. We'll get into that coming up here in a moment. They're talking about pulling licenses now, but uh, they're they're risking arrest. They're risking their their careers, and so it's hard for me to sit back here and say, "Oh, well, you could do this better." But I do want to encourage these guys: don't pay these fines when no. they do finally come around with these tickets. Please don't pay these fines, even if you are going to stop honking. Uh, although I don't think that you should. I, I think that there should be content, and apparently there still are some, right? Like. Of the hundreds of protesters, some of them just don't care about what a man in a robe says, and they're going to go on with this. But it's not at the same level that it was before. So they're definitely, these guys are willing to do civil disobedience, and anybody that's willing to do that, I I definitely appreciate it. Although I think that with the solidarity that they have, I think they're relatively protected from from any kind of contempt of court charges. You're talking about the risk involved, and uh, we're talking, again... What are they risking? Their their livelihood? Yeah. Well, if they can't get in and out of the border, they don't have a livelihood. Well, there's still inter-Canadian trucking. You can go from one Canadian city to another. In fact, the ones who... I'm assuming a lot of these drivers, uh, some of them have come from other places to, to, to protest. But a lot of these people, this I can't believe I'm still watching this aerial. It's The aerial video is like nine minutes long. And wow. they're just following this whole... It is incredible how many trucks are backed up on this Blue Bridge uh, intersection, but uh, I'm assuming that a lot of these people do, in fact, uh, re- retort resort to uh, border tra- uh, border travel. They're they're shipping from one side to the other, and this is their livelihood. There's no, no there are no other options. So I mean, what else are they going to do? Well, there's L- regional trucking. Learn the code. I, I get what you're saying. There there are guys who have already had to change their their world because of this because. Prior to this protest, the Canadian uh, mandates had already come down saying, if you aren't vaccinated, you're going to have to go into quarantine for 14 days when you come back into Canada. Well, if you've got a load and you've got to get somewhere, you know, you just picked up a load in the United States and you're going to move up to uh, right, Canada right. with it. Now you've got to sit for 14. 14- That's just not even an option. Uh, that's just not possible. It's not. Where are you going to sleep? I mean, are you... Well, in a quarantine center or whatever the hell that would that be. Pr- they'll probably not be a, a, available. They'll probably have to sleep in their cabs or, Maybe. or in a hotel. But either way, you, you're you not getting the job if there's an extra 14 days. It, you know, the, the product is going to have to sit in a truck. That's just not going to... It's not going to happen. And the Canadians know that. And then around the same time, just before this protest started, the U.S., 
is now mandating that international truck drivers, meaning from Canada and Mexico, all have to be vaccinated to get into the United States. So if you are unvaccinated as a truck driver, international travel is no longer an option. Whose man, who's mandate is that? Is that a the Biden? United States, whatever the hell, yeah, Biden, DOT, or whoever the hell it it's is. Ridiculous. It's almost like it's, this is so ridiculous. Yeah. It's like they want it to break. Yeah, it's like they don't want supply chains working. How can you yeah. not see these how can you not see these pictures? How can you not hear these reports from this from these people, from these, you know, yeah. re- real citizens and not not know that you're not breaking something? It's so it's so completely obvious to 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 anyone who's ever uh t- well like I said, maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe they're trying it. to break the system so they can build back better. <laughs> well, it ain't going to be better if the government's in charge of it. That's for sure. Well, uh the elites, the elites are the ones that are pushing that. They're using government to uh to get it to get it pushed through. So the latest threat that is being leveled as a as a possibility. Now they have not, you know, passed a law or whatever the hell they would need to do in Canada to make this happen yet, but they're talking about canceling the licenses of truckers who are involved in the protests. For according to the epictimes.com out of Ottawa, Federal Minister of Transport Omar Al-Gabra is asking provinces to use their powers to suspend the commercial licenses or the insurance of trucks used in protest convoy blockades in different parts of Canada. Quote, the provinces have extensive regulatory powers over commercial trucking and road transportation help end this unlawful occupation and disruptions of commercial trucks blockading the streets and highways, he said unlawful? at a press conference. Is it, is, it, is it really unlawful to be on the highways that your taxpayers, your tax pay, money paid for? In the United States, it is if you're blocking traffic. What if it's... Oh, yeah, okay. It's called disorderly conduct. That's what the disorderly conduct statute was, was written for. If you're blocking a, a public way or a sidewalk or something like that. Is this the same guy who wanted to fine or, or wanted to implement a tax on the, un, on the unvaccinated that kind of blew up as well? Honestly, I don't know. I don't, Probably. I don't know who all the Canadian all, politicians are. Well, all these pro-mandate people sound the same to me these days. They're all running yeah. together. We're going to continue here. If you want to weigh in, the number is 603-283-6160. But that's the latest threat. They're going to come after their licenses and their insurance, which, of course, is going to hurt the supply chain yep. even more. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Talk live, phones open if you want to join us. 
You can do that. The number is 603-283-6160. We are, of course, continuing to cover what's been going on with uh, the Canadian protests, these epic freedom convoy protests that have spread now, by the way, globally. I do have a story about that. We can oh, yeah. We, we might be getting ours pretty soon. D- a, D- a DC protest. Mm-hmm. Going from the West Coast. Now, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen different plans online for this. I've seen DC as the destination. I've also seen New York City hmm. as uh, the destination. Either way, I think would be interesting to uh, to watch. We need it. We need it. So we will keep uh, informing you about this. Of course, the number again six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty was telling you that their latest plot to fight the truckers, the freedom truckers, there in Ottawa and across Canada is to target their licenses. And this story being reported by the EpicTimes.com, the Minister of Transport, Omar Al-Gabra, is saying apparently they can't do it at a federal level per se, but they can encourage the provinces to suspend licenses. He says they have extensive regulatory powers in the provinces over commercial trucking and road transportation. And, and, is, and is this going to be a January 6th sort of deal where just because you you went to this event, you were seen there, you were caught on you yep. were caught on social media, you got all kinds of guys walking around filming these oh, this, yeah. this, these events. Oh, the by police the way. are going around taking down license plates. And so are, you were seen at this event, you weren't actually a truck driver or anything, but you know because you were there, there goes That's your license. Enough. Uh, His remarks are among other pointed comments made by federal cabinet ministers during the press conference focused on the protests in Ottawa and other parts of Canada. Bill Blair, Minister of Emergency Preparedness, says the federal government is proposing to convene a trilateral table with municipal and provincial governments to deal with the protesters. Oh, God. The press conference came a day after Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson declared a state of emergency in his city on February 6th, and Justin Trudeau did not appear. Attend the press conference. He is into uh, isolation after allegedly testing positive for COVID nineteen. Even though you saw him posting online, I think it was like a week ago uh, at two. What like apparently it was February second or something like that. He was posting, but here it was still February first, which means that he was ah. a, he was in the part of the world where it becomes the next day sooner. That's which where is, that that's where that rumor spread. Uh, came from asia pacific uh, wasn't that you conan no I, I would have been all over that oh okay i, I thought that was you that <laughs> but no that I, ha- I had seen the meme that i had seen the meme that he's on an island somewhere you yeah. know soaking up some some vitamin d yeah and uh <laughs> i mean during the you know, canadian winter and the and canadian winter on multiple fronts these truckers and of right. course the cold uh yeah that only makes sense or he might even be in cuba you know whereas well that wouldn't be a time changer though or be. he might have been on a, a VPN, but it's probably true that he's some somewhere over in the Pacific, you know, islands near Japan or Australia or something like that. It wouldn't be one of the one of the first times one of these pro mandate types uh, decided to Hypocritic. hypocritically yeah. break their own rules and just go on a on a world spread a spreader a great spreader event. During the press conference, cabinet ministers used strong words against the protesters, linking the demonstration with violence. Public Safety Minister Marco Mendocino said Ottawa residents, quote, have been effectively held hostage in their own city, blockaded by an angry, loud, intolerant, and violent crowd, which okay. is, of course, not at all what is going unless on. You, unless they have changed the, the, the definition of violence to include uh, 
uh, noise, loud noises. Have which, you seen the footage which, from these? Which which I think they have. Yeah, it's a bunch of it's families yeah. and kids, and they got they've the, literally they got, got like a bounce house. They got bouncy. Bu- they right. got the bouncy castles. Yeah, and they got they got sanas. They brought they built, like built saunas <laughs> yeah. out there. Well, that's they, amazing. They, they dragged them in on on. Oh, that's carts. cool. That's cool. They're cooking food. They have. They're uh, having concerts. They have. A, yes. They had a dance, dance party. parties. Multiple dance parties. Speeches. This is an event. They're it playing is hockey. Not, yeah, exactly. Right in front of their uh, the municipal building yeah. there. Yeah. This so is this a party. is this is not what uh, we Americans have been experiencing uh, for the last two years. Uh, you know, you know, towns being taken over by young young riffraff. Yeah. And things being burnt down. This is a. This is. These are people who have who work for a living. Yeah, this is the definition of a peaceful protest. Exactly. No one has lit fire to, to anything except for a campfire. So the only violence the, the only violence that has been perpetrated is by the police. It, yes, and of course if and if you change the definition to noise to include mm-hmm. noise and the violence of not delivering their product to stores. Well, people are going to starve. That's not violence. There's no obli- these men have no obligation. And if ladies, all, if little old grandma doesn't have toilet paper and she yeah. has to poop on herself, that's that's violence. Well, there's a uh, a liberty activist trucker out there, Reed Coverdale, who is saying, "Get ready, America, because you think the shortages shortages in the U.S. are bad now. Wait until the U.S. trucker protest starts." Exactly. He says, "You better prepare. You better get some food. You better get some, you know, extra toilet paper." Do you know how fast that our Walmart here in Keene or anywhere is going to sell out? It will sell out in a matter of days, like two two three days. Everything yeah. will be gone. Except, except soy products. The tofu will still be there. Well, and, and again, it comes back to a question I had the other day, and I, I didn't get the answer uh, to this question, is what percentage of American truckers are owner-operator? I know it's fairly high, but I don't know if it's like a third or you know half or whatever, but it is significant. Uh, There's a large number of I think guys. I think our guy who delivers our mail... From he goes from city to city. Mm-hmm. I think he's owner operated. Wow! So he's a contractor for uh, he's, USPS. U, USPS hires a lot of contractors. Mm-hmm. Amazon does as well. So I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking it's probably a, a extremely large number. They all own their own trucks, or they're paying right. them off, and they just they take contracts. Um, oh, and I was talking about how fast things would would uh, empty. I was talking about store shelves two right. two to three days. Uh, every gas station would be empty. In twenty four mm. hours, twenty four yeah. hours, especially if, especially if we found out that these this was happening and people made a run, it'd be it'd be they'd be oh, empty, run on they'd, the gas they'd be empty in yeah. a matter of hours. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, just think about we're we're just thinking about food, right? That's a good point. Gas. What? Especially here in New England, I mean, you have, everyone's got a generator. Yeah, it could be a problem if the well, gas do, do, goes do you have, out. Do you have enough diesel for that generator mm-hmm. to keep you to keep you warm right. for the next? It's going to be cold for the next month at least. Yeah, De- deadly cold. And they're going to do De- this. Deathly cold. They're supposedly going to start this as soon as next week. Well, stock so we'll up. See. Maybe maybe as soon as the end of this week. They I saw as soon as the twelfth, which is four days from now. So we're definitely going to keep an eye on this. Of course, the number here, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. Again, they're, they're threatening. They're not doing it yet, but they are threatening to take the licenses yeah, and the last the, the last one didn't pan out. The last threat? The, the last trucker, the U.S. trucker Oh, uh, uh, was there one convoy. here? They were talking about Yeah, they wanted to emulate what uh, Australia did. Which almost did nothing. I mean, the, the Australian thing basically just was a whiff. 
I mean, they they didn't. They were in the news. They were they were in the news, but there was no effectiveness. There was no yeah, because like, they could only take they power. could only take a couple of days off. Then they had to go back to work mm. to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. These guys have to be prepared to be in this thing for weeks. And the guys in Canada are saying they're going to stay for weeks if yeah. necessary. One guy said he's got three weeks worth of gas, so he's good to go, just to sit. So, again, the number is 603-283-6160. Another threat here from Canada, or uh, the Ottawa Citizen, an editorial piece from Kelly Egan. Headline, Dear Truckers, hope you enjoyed your stay. Here's the police bill. The grand daily total is estimated in the range of $2.5 million, and that doesn't include about a million a day the city is incurring in related municipal costs. In a six-hour meeting of the Ottawa City Council on Monday, there was one potentially explosive motion that didn't get a great uh, deal of attention. The city wants to invoke a clause in a revised Ontario Police Services Act that would allow it to bill the protesters for the extra cost of policing. Yeah, they they got their eyes on that GoFundMe uh, uh, check. Mm. The tally would be enormous, an estimated $800,000 a day times 12 and counting. Plus, possibly the cost of hundreds of extra outside personnel, as many as 1,800, now being airlifted into the capital what? to bring the blockade to a resolution. The grand Stop day- bringing them in. Well, if they think they can get paid for it, they're going to keep bringing twice are. as many. The number here is 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves. You can share your thoughts on the Freedom Convoy and the latest. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live, the number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. In the studio with you tonight, it's Ian and Uh The phones are open here, so I mean, we got uh, Jesus the Cynic in the Twitch chat room who's complaining because he claims we've gone from all crypto to all protest. And first of all, it's not true. We, we're, we were never all crypto, but some nights were heavier than others. And when there's a real, like, effective protest going on, I get excited about it, and I want to talk about it. Because usually protests are not effective. Yeah, They're usually not even worth talking about, because we know that they're going to be ignored, and the protesters are going to go home, and then nothing's going to change. But when you've got people with the, you know, the tenacity to stay on for what potentially could be weeks at a time, these people deserve the attention. You know, he also mentioned, or he or, he or she mentioned mm-hmm. in the comments that it's just this, it's just a distraction. And Is that's, this? I that's that's a very that's an interesting topic. That's an interesting point of view. Uh, I you think I don't holds think any so. water? No, I don't think so at all. Me I neither. think this I think this is legit. The state hates this. Oh yeah, and they caught him off guard. And they didn't. I don't think they took this seriously. Like they the, got them by the short hairs, yeah. for real. I mean, this is this is real. The the government goons in Ottawa, Canada, I think they underestimated this. They thought that it was going to be no big deal, and it was much bigger than they expected. And apparently, the uh, military in Canada has refused to assist. Yep, uh, the tow truck drivers the tow truck have, drivers. have refused to have <laughs> to, to tow if, right. if they even could. 
by well, the way. Well, they could. I mean, they've got the... I don't think... I don't think... Uh, no, got the, a big the, they, might, they might spend all morning moving just one out of the way. The way, these guys, huge, the way these guys yeah. are interlocked, the way that they're locked into the, with each other... It would and, not be and, easy. And if you don't have the, the driver's uh, help... You know, yeah. un- unlocking brakes so, and whatnot. Right, right. That'll make it real hard. Real That's hard. That's true. That's a good try, point. Try pulling uh, a, a, a braked yeah. semi-truck up onto a, a loader and or... Right. It's not happening. And then you get surrounded by a bunch of angry you know, drivers exactly. right? and their supporters. <laughs> so those guys don't want to go down there. So they, they're completely outnumbered, and they've admitted that they are out... Like, the government goons have admitted they are outnumbered here, and they've basically admitted that they have lost this thing thus far. But that doesn't mean that they're not cooking up plans, and they, uh, you know, they're certainly taking numbers, they're taking down license plate numbers, and their plan is to go after these people later on when they're all back home. That's when they get you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the people immediately in the vicinity to back you up when the, the you know, the popo comes and they have him. all the resources all the all the time in the world this is their job uh, to make uh, make your lives our lives difficult yeah. because uh because you walk you rock the boat at one time you you got in our way and uh, that's the, it, that can't stand we have to make an example of you now right so here's the thing like if you want us to talk about something else the phones are always open here at free talk live we, we don't just say that it's actually true you can call in at 603-283-6160 and you can absolutely bring up something else it's definitely true that there are other things going on in the world if there's something that you think is bigger than this story i want to know about it Really, I do. Now, he gives an example of North Korea, I guess, admitting they hacked millions of Bitcoin. Okay, that's not news. That's like, that's old news. We know that North Korea has if, been. If, if they did, in fact, allegedly. Okay. If they, if they could hack anything. Well, we know that they're they're supposedly, I get what you're saying, right? Like, most of the Who hacks everything these days? Russia, Iran, and North Korea. No one else hacks? Well, they we, do. We don't? They don't get the uh, the attention for it. It's but. always North Korea. But it's a little dirt country off in the middle of nowhere that most people couldn't point to on a map. That's by the not way. to say they're not doing it, though. You know, there's. A, I, I have doubts. Whether whether they're hacking it or they're socially engineering it or whatever it is they're doing, they are trying to get revenue in whatever desperate ways they can because communism doesn't work. So stealing, you know, from other people in the world is an option for them. But that's not fresh news or anything like that. There have been allegations about North Korea stealing bitcoins and hacking things for uh, for a very long time. By no means is that anywhere near as important of a story as one of the largest and most successful protests in North America, if not, you mm-hmm. know, the planet in recent years. And certainly as, in the last as, two as, years. And especially it needs to be it needs to be taken into consideration that many outlets are not they're either not reporting on this event at all and or they are demonizing these people alt right uh Nazis violent uh violence in the streets it's it Just is lies. it's it's un, it's Just so lies. yeah it's complete lies uh we are at least are a fresh uh, voice. We're actually looking at these, and we had some. We, we've actually had callers who were there at the event. That's right. Yeah. Who have reported on the event and looking looking for violence. They found like one guy Nothing. with a with a South Will Rise Again flag, who got booted out of there quick yeah. because they weren't having that. Because he's obviously an undercover agent. Well, he's obviously he's obviously ruining the uh, the the conversation. Yeah. Because that's not what this is about. This is about anti mandates. This is about this is about government overreach. And and this and uh, stars in what is it the stars in 
Bar, the stars, stars and bars, bars flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not. That is not helping the situation <laughs> at all. You racist, get out of here, you bigot. So they're going to try. Apparently, well, they, they again. This is yet another proposal. They're they're throwing out all these ideas for. Okay, what can we do? How can we punish these like, people? Like Quebec's uh, vax tax, mm-hmm. which by the way got shut down quick. They wanted to tax anti uh, anti uh, vaccinated people every month or something like that. Right? Oh yeah, because yeah. They're, supposedly they're a burden on the health the health uh, uh, system. That got that got kicked down because uh, you know there was opposition. So they want to bill the truckers. So aside from the lawsuit that is in play right now, there's a nearly ten million dollar lawsuit that has been brought against the drivers and against their supporters in uh, downtown Ottawa. That's where the emergency um, injunction came from, saying no more honking. That suit is moving forward. Besides that, the city is now talking about coming after the drivers for $800,000 a day. So we're talking about millions of dollars worth of funding, what? essentially, to say... By the way, oh, I thought, by the way, in the last segment, I thought you said 8000 I was no, like, that's, that's not a big deal at 800, all. But 800000 Are they really spending that much a that's day? That's what they claim. But how do you know? That's bull crap. Yeah. Well, what are they spending it on, exactly? Police overtime? I mean, what? how, how does it... How does it increase the cost of yeah, you, running your you, city? Yeah, you were coming to work anyways. Right. So yeah, overtime's going to come into play. They've, sure. they, they've got to be high. Well, you said they were they were trucking, they were flying in help. They are, yeah. So there's there's some of it. It's because they can't drive them in because <laughs> the bridges are blocked up. I don't I don't buy it. I don't <laughs> buy it for a second. And once you set all the pylons up and whatnot, mm-hmm. the, the, all of the the perimeter fencing, it, it's set up. It's done. Yeah. It's not eight. It shouldn't be every it's cumulative BS. every day. It's total BS. It's BS. Quote, a person who causes a temporary increase in the cost of providing adequate and effective policing in an area by organizing an event such as a parade or festival, engaging in an activity that involves the closure of a highway, engaging in a commercial enterprise, or engaging in any other prescribed activity may be charged for the cost of that temporary increase by the police service board uh, or the minister if the commissioner provided the policing. Uh, according to the story at uh, Ottawa Citizen, we're told typically that these costs are not billed to protesters and that such extra policing is provided, quote, free, because meaning taxpayers mm-hmm. paid for it, because allowing peaceful demonstrations, even disruptive ones, is a fundamental part of a functioning democracy. But this is hardly typical, they say. It is a, isn't a matter of devoting a few extra constables here and there to direct traffic or close streets or keep the peace. The 12-day trucker convoys turn normal operations of the Ottawa Police Service upside down. Why? <coughs> There's no one that's like actually committing real crimes no, in this group. Go, go home. You don't need to be there, cops. Even a, quote, all-hands-on-deck-unquote approach with canceled leaves and reassigned units has left the police with 1,200 sworn officers woefully short of manpower to properly enforce the law at two major sites and several surrounding downtown neighborhoods. As somebody said the other day that there's something like 60-plus investigations going on right now uh, of the police regarding the truckers, meaning that they they're going out there, they're doing things like copying down licenses, yep. trying to figure out Janu- who January six all over again. Yeah, they want to identify <laughs> who everybody is, and who knows what else you know they're up to. We know they're going to support zones. They're rating them for their gas uh, that they have, so they're 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 going on the outskirts to target the people that are in the sort of the periphery, right. basically, uh, because they always you know they're. They're jackals, right? These these are cowards who are going after the weakest parts of this 
protest system. Right. Right. So they go to the outskirts. They take out a, a, an encampment Good analogy. somewhere. And, Excellent analogy. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. So they are very busy doing their evil state things. They, uh, again, want to cancel the truckers' insurance. They want to take away their licenses. But these are just the, the things they're spitballing right now. They haven't come into play. But kudos to these truckers for taking the risk here because they are really putting it all on the line. The number is 603-283-6160. Coming up, we'll talk about how this is spreading. It's not just in Canada anymore. Maybe coming to or already in some streets and some roads near you. The number here is 603-283-6160. Hour 2 coming up. Join liberty-minded volunteerists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here if you want to join us. You can take control of the airwaves. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Conan. Uh, We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. We've been talking throughout the night so far about... The latest from Ottawa and elsewhere. Apparently, uh, bridges are being clogged up on the way into Canada in places like Windsor, Ontario, which is the town across the river slash lake from Detroit. And that is resulting in some serious delays. Like, you can't even get across that border crossing. So, other truckers that are still working tried to go to a more northern location, mm-hmm. Port Huron, and basically there's just so many truckers, they're clogging that one, not on purpose, just trying to get through their clog, because, right, right. you know, they all have to stop and be searched or, you know, deal with bureaucrats or whatever, and so it's a slow, it's a slow slog. Uh, it's a pretty crazy situation, and, uh, and of course, we think it's absolutely fascinating here on Free Talk Live, but the phones are open, and you can bring up anything. Let's go to Jack in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jack. Um, I have a cousin in Vancouver, um, British Columbia, and the whole Trudeau, Fidel Castro thing, mm-hmm. we may joke about it, but the media is hiding from us. It is real. They are related. And then the whole communist thing in between, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying it. It's big in Canada right now. For listeners, hold on. For listeners that may not know what you're talking about when you say the whole Trudeau-Castro thing, can you recap or explain briefly what that is you can take half of uh uh trudeau's face and half of uh fidel castro's take them together and it look like the same person 
Well, and there's a reason for this, right? The, the, t- the timeline makes perfect sense. His mother was in, was it Cuba? or the, did the whole Cuba? The whole family mm-hmm. uh, were in Cuba during their, the 70s. And there's like video and, and photographs of her cavorting with, with uh, Castro. Fidel Castro. Yeah. And, the, 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 and both both he both she and her husband very promiscuous they were mm. they were swingers oh were they were known for that oh uh, yeah they oh, slept they slept with everybody oh wow but here's all you had to do you're talking about doing the half and half picture of trudeau and uh, castro putting mm-hmm. together and it's like yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty similar and and it's most important that you look at uh you get you get age related pictures so i mean if you if you compare them to old castro it's, it's really right. hard to tell. you get a young young castro. a young castro with his little his little uh mustache Mm-hmm. His little Trudeau mustache, oh, spot on. But here's wow. but here's the here's the kicker. All you have to do is look at supposedly his real biological father, which I don't. I'm not, not buying even it. Close, just right? look at just look at the, the uh, what's his name uh, P- uh, Pierre Pierre Trudeau. Trudeau. Just look at him. There is no not even close. It, it's not close at all. Yeah. But but uh, and, and you know what? The, the question is why are they hiding this? Mm. I mean, I mean, the left are renowned for being promiscuous and being open and being lit, live and lit, live. Why would they hide this? And, and there's the communist thing. There's that. There's that element. That, am I still on? Yeah, you're. Yeah, here. go ahead, Jack. Yeah, it's that. It's the thing that the left, the right are ignoring. That I think libertarians understand is that there is a one percent or a point zero one percent. They're controlling things and manipulating things and confusing us with media like Kardashians and Twitter and Facebook, and we're stuck in this paradigm. And are you saying Trudeau is the one, part of the one percent? Because I because I'm not buying that. I I, I, I agree no, that I agree that he's up he's up there, but he's a he's puppet. A he's a tool. He's a tool. He's a, he's, yeah. he's he's an actor. Hmm. He is a yeah. total actor. And, he, he and, and, and when you doing. and when you hear him read his lines, and and he and the lies coming out of his mouth, the in, in, in the, when you hear the lies come out of his mouth that just don't even make sense, mm-hmm. r- side by side with scientific evidence and whatnot, it's like what the hell are you? How can you? How can you even get up in the morning and say that unless have he's an actor and he's just reading lines? On? What's you that, Jack? That one is that, anyway. Thanks a lot, man. What was your question? Go ahead, Jack. You remember uh, his eyebrows coming off? Have you ever seen that? No, I didn't. I didn't. Trudeau's eyebrows? Oh yeah, Trudeau's eyebrows were fake, and they're falling off. Weird. I don't know what that means to the story. Maybe he has really, really <laughs> bushy Cuban eyebrows, and he shaved them, and he put little ones on. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call tonight, Jack. I appreciate hearing right, from you. Sir. Let's go to River Dave. He's calling from the river in New Hampshire. Hey, Merrimack River, hey. I think. Yeah, Merrimack River. I'm sitting right on the bank of it right now. My feet toasted by the fire, fat and the cat. Right on, man. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, What's I going on? To talk about you, but you started talking about people hiding things. That's exactly what I'm going to talk about tonight. All right. Uh, the incinerator plant on exit 1793 uh, bought 296 acres right beside my camp lot. Mm-hmm. They started surveying, and I called... Few people, we got legislation passed that said you can't, they were going to put a dump back in and dump their ass right on the bank of the river. I said, no, you're not, until we got legislation passed. Well, in the meantime, they had spent $2.7 million getting ready to put a, a dump in here. Hmm. While they were doing it, they put in well test wells and all that, but they dumped thousands of car tires. 
And when the legislation came down, they couldn't have a dump. They had no recourse because they had done all the work with noble banks. They had put in two big 36-inch culverts in the wetlands with no permits. I talked with the crew putting them in. Why are you driving all the way down from Maine to put in culverts? They said, because we're doing it with no permits. Will you help? And I worked with them, so I know those culverts didn't have permits when they went in. Mm. Anyway, when the legislation came down, they were stuck with those car tires. What did they do? They took the dirt from the place that they excavated to put in their liner up and covered the car tires up. Now they've got great big piles of dirt over car tires. What? And they come down here and burn my camp down and find fault with me, and they want they're going to sue me to clean up my mess that they burned down. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I'm following this here because this it goes back to uh, your situation where you've been living on this land by this river for right. uh, 20 years or something like that at over, least over 20 years yeah right. and so. and then some sort of ownership change happened and they uh, the state threatened uh ownership of the the land or i forget all the details i'm sure you know them intimately they ended up arresting you throwing you in the county jail until you would agree to uh, seven times they've arrested me <laughs> yeah they wanted you to agree to move off the the property which you refused to do in the meanwhile while you were in jail somebody burned your thing they want they wanted me to just keep my mouth shut shut mm-hmm. up about the sludge and shut up about the incinerator plant i didn't even, i didn't I know all this i didn't know all of these elements who, who owns the incinerator the, uh, par, uh, well, i think it's wheeler wheeler fry isn't it i don't know uh, i'm almost thinking that's the name that comes to mind so it's not so it's not local government this is being contracted out to a company this is you know this is uh, from maine california with a bit of pride that's one of the biggest uh waste disposal corporations in the country what's the name of the company i think it's wheelabrator fry I have no idea. Wheelabrator fry i don't know if it's the uh, new hampshire accent or whatever oh, he's got he's got it <laughs> Anyway, uh, anyway. Well, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, so, are, are those tires still buried out there? Yes, they're still there. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They gave the lot to Fish and Game. Now, Fish and Game owns a lot that's got illegal culverts and illegal car tires. So, just to clarify, you believe that it was this company's guys that came over and burned your camp down, that it wasn't... I, I, I'm not going to say that. I, I, I have no idea. I know for a fact they burned Harold Janeway's band. Down when they, he got that sledge stopped in, in Webster. I was, when they put me in jail, one of the guys in there was teaching arson lessons, and he said he learned from a guy that, and he listed six major fires, and the second fire he mentioned was burning Harold Janeway's band. And he what, said what? it was a three, <laughs> three day time delay. Wait, who's this guy who's Janeway. teaching arson lessons? <laughs> Somebody a, in jail. A, a cop or, a, or someone who's in jail? If, if you want to learn to be a crook, you got to go to jail. I'll yeah, that's true. <laughs> River Dave, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you. By the way, we got River Dave the, uh, the listen line now. And that way he can call in because he only gets us on the air on our uh, our station out of New London on Saturday nights. They only air two hours of the show Saturday. So we might be hearing more from River Dave now that he's got the call in line. So thank you, River Dave, for that. Or he's got the, the listen line. Thanks for the call tonight. We got more coming up. Time for you. If you want to join us, it's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us here. 
The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian. And Conan. And we're raising money for Give Directly, which is the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. So we're talking about people who can't even get running water where they live. they got to go and walk to get some drinkable water. People living in Bamet and Kalifi counties in Kenya, those are specifically who we're targeting with some help right now. But the folks that give directly in the last decade have delivered over $400 million to over a million people. And the idea of giving cash to people who are in poverty like this, it actually helps a lot. It allows them to get employment, nutrition, health, and education, plus allows individuals to invest in what they need instead of relying on other people to decide for them. So if you think that's a good plan, we agree, and we're going to back you up with uh, don- uh, with matching your donations up to $30,000 in total. So head over to give.freetalklive.com to do that. That's give dot freetalklive.com sarah is on the line in new mexico go ahead sarah you're on free talk live yes and i i do disagree with you about making prostitution legal as you think that it's going to solve a lot of problems mm, okay. so but you know just because it's your show you think your opinion like is <laughs> like is supreme you know no, I, mean, I, don't I got think a good that. laugh out of you. Because that's not how here. we operate, Sarah. We're we we're open to all types. We're, all, we're open to lots of different ideas, lots yeah. of different conversations. There's I I I go about my regular day knowing that there's a better way to live. There's a better way to do things, and you might have the answer. On this, though, I'm thinking you're probably wrong, but I'm willing to listen to your argument. Yeah, no. well, what why, I know, why is legalization bad? Well, I want to know specifically, Sarah, why is putting someone who is engaging in prostitution in a prison cell a good idea? Well, okay, the thing about it is that, okay, I, I happen to be a woman, and if I had a husband, if I was married... Do you think I want a sex shop, like a sex parlor in is. my neighborhood? Now you, now, there it is. Follow the money. <laughs> You're worried that if sex was uh, legalized, mm. that you would, that your husband might just be tempted. Am I right? Well, of course, I, I wouldn't like that. And these massage parlors. So you're just that awful just of a partner, mistake. is what you're admitting. You're you, being a Karen. You're you, being a sex Karen. Okay, look at. Look at this. Okay, look at this. Okay, there's women that have a different perspective than you guys. We don't want sex to be like a haircut or a pedicure or right. getting a back so don't, so don't frequent. Like don't frequent those sex shops. No, no, but she wants a lockdown on the marketplace. You want to be the gatekeeper. Yeah, you don't want competition for your man because you can't handle it. You can't give... A, your partner, whether it be a man or a woman or whatever, you can't give your partner a good enough experience to make them want to stay with you voluntarily if they can go and get it somewhere else for 20 bucks. Actually, I don't think it's 20 what? bucks anymore. I whatever. Whatever the service, but, the, but that's my whole point. It'd is be that cheaper in a free market. Yes, it would. There's different realities that we clash. The reality you is you men... want to put these women into a jail cell. Isn't that right? Just for trying to make no, a no, living. No, I want them to. I want them to like uh, get a skill 
and do something else. Yeah, learn to code. They do, Sarah. Sarah, they do what they do because they don't have the skills that you're talking about. Or, oh, they, don't, or they don't want to work at a cash register all day long. They can make a quick 200 or whatever hey, a day. I've never uh, personally engaged in these services before, but I suspect some of them are quite skilled at what they do. Otherwise, they're going to lose out to the competition. And what you're worried about here, Sarah, is that they have better skills than you. Seriously, you're not admitting it, but that's ultimately that that's one of the things that concerns you is that these professionals would do a better job at servicing a man than you would and that makes you nervous. So you want to put them in okay. jail, right? Why don't you just admit it? You want to put these women who are doing something voluntary with their body in a jail cell because you're worried about your man. Okay, what okay. I, I want I you like to address that question. Rescue homes for the is that a jail rescue home for the traffic girls? Those girls want to run away from their pimps. They started out for <laughs> they got sucked into it and they want to leave. They you know run. That, they say, I you know the first thing quick. that would happen if it was if this was legalized and the, and they didn't have to go underground black market style. You wouldn't have those same issues with the pimps because the because the girls could go to the cops if there was an issue or you could set up a legal establishment a mm-hmm. legal business where these girls were probably maybe insured uh maybe had uh, uh, uh actual uh, uh pr- paid for uh protection security but yeah. they can't do any of that because it's all black market it's all illegal it's right. all underground you're forcing yeah. these these girls underground sarah your prohibition on prostitution is actually putting them in greater danger of being raped of being abducted and possibly killed that's on you and the people who support pro prohibition well as long as there's marriage if there's women that are married and have a husband we don't want these things around in our neighborhood we don't okay. even want to have legitimate let me explain something to you in the neighborhood right so so what you're saying is you want to criminalize these women because you keep acting like oh they're all in it because they're being forced to that's not true at all you don't know what you're talking about all you have to do is if show up at any pro or any um any kind of bill, if there's like a bill to decriminalize prostitution, show up there and meet some professionals from the sex trade. They will almost all be women that are there to testify at these hearings, and they will explain to you that this is a thing they chose to do. They choose. So, for instance, like uh, escorts, those aren't, you know, underground prostitution rings. They are sort of above ground. We all kind of know with a wink and a nudge what they really yep, yep. do. And massage parlors. Uh, yeah, massage parlors. These women choose this business because probably because it makes them money. Uh, but they, they may all have different reasons for doing it. A very, very small portion of this industry are women who are actually being forced into it. There are things called madams. Do you know what a madam is? Right. Do you know what a madam is? Right. I know the madam. Yeah, I know what a madam is. So you understand that if a girl has a madam, she doesn't have a pimp, right? So you understand that there are women who work for other women in the prostitution business, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And you want to put these women in prison. Well, I mean, uh, so they they don't cause havoc into the society. They ruin families and stuff like that. They think that they're having a good time or making money or whatever, but that's the, the our reality. Don't you clash. think a man can cheat on a wife without having prostitutes in the city? You don't think cheating would happen without prostitutes? Well, that, that's true. But I don't want. I, what are the reasons? Why, why? Why do we need? Why do they need more extra easy temptation? You know, what you remind me of. You remind me of a conservative. Available. You know, you like to call and say that you're a communist, but you sound like an ultra conservative to me, Sarah. 
You well, know what's right for marriages. Value. You know what's right uh, for I, marriages. You know what things should be legal and what shouldn't. And very, very conservative sounding. This is true. Yeah, everybody's an individual, but, but you know what? Yeah, you want to put some of those individuals in jail. Okay? How, how are you going to control the spread of hepatitis and gonorrhea and AIDS? It's called are, testing. Are you in charge of that? It's called uh, testing. Is that guaranteed? No, no. Life is never guaranteed. There's risk involved in life. And thank you for the call tonight, Sarah. But it is called testing. A testing regimen uh, that, as you mentioned, Conan, in a legal market with prostitutes yep. that you can uh, per- purchase openly without having to go in the underground. Yep. One of the things that they can do is they can say, oh, yeah, I was tested yesterday. Had the results on the door. Mm-hmm. Or two a week ago or whatever, right? And uh, thank you for the call tonight. And then you would have a lot cleaner of an experience for the customers and the girls. Uh, there's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And in the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. And Conan. We're going to get back into your phone calls and thoughts. And then coming up, uh, we'll change it up. We, we don't, we're not going to talk all truckers, all convoy tonight. We did hit it pretty heavy last night, and we, we covered it for the first hour. Uh, of the show. I feel like we've gotten most of that out of the way. Although I did want to cover the how it's spreading globally. You're That's right, 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 right. Uh, plus, you want to get back into the bug-eating stuff, uh, Conan. Trying to understand here. this. Trying to understand what the the real the, what's the, the, the real motivation. motivation. Yeah. Because I don't buy it. We'll, I think it's all a scam. We'll dig into it a little deeper here in a moment, but first we got El Conejo calling us from, I think you said Nebraska? El Conejo, you're on Free Talk it, Live. Hey guys, um, it's me again. I was just calling to uh, reach out again to the truckers and anyone who's supporting them. I heard that firefighters are now, volunteer firefighters are bringing fuel into the truckers and uh, nice. a judge has possibly ordered the police to return fuel, but that's a rumor that I can't uh, find a source Yeah, for I heard yet. that rumor as well this morning, I, but I don't Seems know if that's unbelievable. right. Like, why would yeah. a judge order that? Well, it's it's un, it's an unlawful taking. Hmm. I mean, we'll they, I, think, well, I, I, think, I think the original uh, rumor was that they were going to use the gas to burn things down mm-hmm. and uh, blow something up, and it was like it was a safety risk. But no, it's my original point last week was how did these guys could manage to idle and or move around for weeks on end unless they bring their own gas in with them? Right. So, okay, did you guys see the uh, the seventeen year old? purple and magenta haired soy boy who has tried to chain or tape uh, the doors of an apartment complex shut and burn it down. What? Who was supposedly a quote unquote trucker. No, I did not hear this. Yeah, there was uh, he was caught on film. There was two of them, I guess. And uh, huh. one of the tenants asked them who he was. And he said, I'm with the trucker protest. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's interesting. But I because there clearly are agents provocateur that are running working for the government, and then there's, as you point out, these other people who are obviously people who are on the left, who would you know who are against the truckers, and they're they're out there trying to make them look bad. Whether they're on the payroll of the government government or not is another question. But they're out there uh, causing havoc and trying to get the truckers to be blamed for it, and it's it's ridiculous. Thanks for uh, for sharing that story. What else did you want to talk about? 
Well, I, I'm still trying to get uh, Crypto Convoy 2022 trending, so I'm still offering uh, $100 in Monero to the first two truckers or people who are supporting them on the ground who can kind of give a little report from the ground with the sign that says Crypto 2022 with their uh, wallet QR code, and I'll scan it and send you 100 bucks first two people. Crypto Convoy 2022? Yes, please. And then you have to tag that on, what, Twitter or something? Uh, I'll see it on Twitter, yeah. Okay. Uh, did you hear about the Bitcoin fundraiser that's going on? Yeah, I, I did. I think a little crypto competition would be good because yeah, sure. uh, Ethereum Ethereum just raised $20 million for Julian Assange, and they're, they're, they're putting all the uh, crypto maximalist bros to shame. <laughs> I think Ethereum, uh, the Ethereum fans actually have raised something like $40 million now. It's uh, It's gone up. Holy but uh, I've got actually got a story about that as well. But just to give you the, the rundown here, the TallyCoin, TallyCO.in, uh, I put the link on our social media last night. So if you go back, go to social.freetalklive.com, pull up the Free Talk Live profile, and then go back to last night, you'll find the link to it there. Yesterday, it was at like seven, I know it was at like nine Bitcoin when we were doing the show, and their goal was 10 Bitcoin. Tonight, it's at 14.2 Bitcoin, and their goal has now been increased. So they moved the goalposts. It's now 21 Bitcoin, and they're now at 14.2 Bitcoin raised, which is not quite a million dollars, but it's you know worth a Bitcoin. But it's it's getting there, and it sounds like they're going to hit that that goal because earlier tonight I pulled it up and it was in the, in the 13. So it's it's gone up like half a Bitcoin uh, in just the first hour and a half of the show. So there's definitely some serious crypto donating going on out there. So I just wanted to let you know the good news. Uh, El Conejo is that there are definitely some crypto supporters out there that are that are backing these guys. Well, I'm, I'm glad we could figure out a way to uh, combine the crypto, the convoy and crypto for all the haters out there. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight, El Conejo. I appreciate hearing from you. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. He mentioned the Julian Assange thing, uh, just you know, as an aside here, from decrypt.co. Do you know what a DAO is, Conan? Like the Dow Jones? No, different kind of DAO. D-A-O. It stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Never heard of that before? Mm -mm. So, uh, for listeners that are unfamiliar, a DAO is a group of people that is decentralized, it's autonomous, uh, and it is something that cannot be stopped. Right, so they they basically create these DAOs in the crypto world to do a certain thing. So, for instance, uh, Dash is a cryptocurrency. It was the first decentralized autonomous organization. There have been others. Some have failed. Others have continued on. Some are newer, like the Assange DAO, which began its fundraising efforts on February third. They have. So they so they do other things other than fundraise. They do other things, yeah. Like like I said, the Dash cryptocurrency is run by a decentralized autonomous organization. So anyone can become a member generally of a decentralized autonomous organization as long as they're willing to buy in in some way with you know buy the token or whatever it is that they're selling, and then you usually get some sort of voting rights. So there are you know proposals that are made, and there are whole systems that have been created to mm-hmm. to make this possible. So somebody who's in the the DAO can make a proposal to say take some of the DAO's treasury and spend it on a certain thing, and then the other DAO members can vote on that. And 
all of these things are set up differently, right? So one of the decentralized autonomous organizations might be that you get to vote based on the number of tokens that you have. So the people that have more tokens have more voting. I was just about to ask you, how do you yeah. prevent people from just joining up and 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 voting against you know your the future of your uh, your your whatever whatever you're trying to get done. Right. So the people in, generally and again they can set you, you these have to up be shareholders. They want. Yeah, so they can set these up however they want. But the ones I've seen tend to give more power to the people that hold more shares. Essentially, as far as the the votes are concerned. And neat. I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, Investopedia's uh, take yeah. on on the DAO. They are very interesting. And the the cool thing about a DAO is there's no home office. So, like, if so it's you, in the ether, yeah, you have ether. to compare the idea of the decentralized autonomous organization to a corporation or a charity, right? Because mm-hmm. all these things are set up as corporations. the The old way of thinking is we need a board of directors, right? Okay, the board of directors has a, an executive director that they hire, and the uh, or the CEO and the executive director of the CEO does what the board tells them to do with the organization, and there's one person who's at the top of the organization or there's the board of directors who's at the top of the organization and they all meet somewhere and they all have their addresses on file with the state and there's an office yep. and it can all be raided yep. it can all be shut down they've all got centralized bank accounts and they can all be taxed and regulated and shut down by the state i like the sound of this the decentralized autonomous organization cannot be shut down it's code it's code that operates on the internet, and it empowers the individuals who are involved in it to move forward with whatever project it is that they're working on. So Assange DAO, according to Decrypt.co, has raised over 14,000 Ethereum, which is worth around $44.8 million at the moment that this was written, according to their fundraising site Juicebox. In four days, Assange DAO, whose mission is to free Julian Assange, has raised more than the now-defunct Constitution DAO, which was formed last fall, to bid on a rare copy of the United States Constitution. That effort pulled in 11,613 Ethereum, which is ridiculous. And the money being raised is for legal fees and or what? How they, you talking how, about for Assange DAO? Yeah. That's an excellent question. We'll get into it here in a moment. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Assange DAO raising... Almost $45 million worth of cryptocurrency in just a matter of less than a week. There's more coming up here. You can share your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join the show. All you got to do is dial in here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about Assange DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization. It's your first time hearing about that concept, Conan. Mm-hmm. I yep. imagine I'm still, uh, still learning. I imagine that's true for a lot of our listeners as well. Um, getting you an update here on their fundraising totals. I went to the juicebox.money site, which you can get to uh, through the Assange DAO site over at assangedao.org. 
uh, currently at 17,422 mm-hmm. Ethereum. So the article we had here is you know a day or two old. And uh, when the article was written, it was 14,300-something Ethereum. Right now, that 17,422 Ethereum is worth, in U.S. dollars, $54.3 million. That has been raised in five days. Okay, and now what are they going to do with this money? All right, so according to AssangeDao.org, they are dedicated to restoring Julian Assange's freedom. For those that don't know, we're talking about the the founder, the creator of WikiLeaks. He is facing the rest of his life and multiple life sentences in prison in the United States. He's currently in Britain in a high-security, maximum-security facility. He's been there for the last few years, ever since he left the, uh, the safety, if you will, of the Ecuadorian embassy in Britain. And the United States wants him, and they are trying to extradite him. And the DAO in this case, the Decentralized Autonomous Organization, Assange DAO, started to mobilize in a telegram group on December 10th of 2021. So, you know, two months ago. The day that the U.S. government won its appeal of a British court ruling that barred Assange's extradition to the United States. If extradited to the U.S., Assange faces 175 years in prison Mm. for publishing the truth about the state exactly what all other journalists are supposed to be doing Correct. on a regular basis he's getting thrown in the slammer for yep uh shortly after the telegram group was formed assange's brother gabriel shipton joined he informed us that an nft collaboration with assange was in progress which was going to be auctioned to raise funds for his campaign inspired by free ross dow which has raised 12 million dollars worth of crypto to free ross Ulbricht. The Assange, that's by the way, the creator of the Silk, Silk Road, Road, the underground marketplace, who's currently in prison in the United States for the rest of his life. The Assange DAO intends to raise capital to bid on Assange's NFT by galvanizing an Assange solidarity network. We hope to send a powerful signal that the time of passivity is over. A new era of cypherpunk, cypherpunk organization has Did you just dawned. say cyberpunk? Cypherpunk is the word that I was looking for. Not quite the same thing. Uh, so according to decrypt.co, there's, again, members of Assange's family involved in this, and they are going to be distributing a justice token to those who donate Ethereum. So there's a token involved in this. If you donate, you get some of these tokens, which at this time have little in the way of actual value, but those who hold them can vote on future proposals in the decentralized autonomous organization. So you buy in with real crypto, mm-hmm. you get tokens back, and it makes you a holder. Basically, you become part of this. Yeah, become part of this decentralized autonomous organization. Their efforts are pulling in notable contributions, including 10 Ethereum, which is worth about $30,000, from Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin. So the main man behind Ethereum has weighed in on this, and a lot of people are getting involved. Stella Morris, who is Assange's fiance, tweeted out, quote, Just like in the past, many of the contributions to Assange's fundraising have been small but large in aggregate. Contributions of every kind are what will make Assange Dow or what make Assange Dow a success. I mean, there's no doubt it's a success. This is the largest crypto fundraiser apparently ever put together mm. thus far. So. By the way, Cypherpunk, an individual advocating widespread use of strong cryptography and privacy-enhancing technologies as a route to social and political change. Correct. I'd never heard that before. Oh, Cy- wow. Cyberpunk, yes. Yeah, the Cypherpunks. Cypher. 
whole different crypto anarchists basically is yeah. is who they are uh well, it, well cyberpunk is someone who's using technology to basically fight the man right uh, i'm assuming i'm assuming this is how this this term was uh very similar very Correct. similar sounding uh satoshi nakamoto would be a cypherpunk right, right. the creator of uh of bitcoin and the cypherpunks like Satoshi Nakamoto, have been working on things like this for decades. So, I mean, this Bitcoin and all the things that have come out of it, which is Ethereum and these decentralized autonomous organizations, all this stuff has come from the root of Bitcoin. But that was built on other long-existing discussions that the cypherpunks have been having on the internet. I yeah, And this is what I hear. I was not in, I did not run in those circles. I'm not a programmer. Right. Uh, but, uh, but those people are, are you know, key to making these things possible. Uh, making and, this ho- and, of- and hopefully they're the good guys. Well, whoever's behind and this, ho- and is hopefully doing this good isn't work. some elaborate way. Like cryptocurrency can be scary if mm-hmm. if if the wrong people uh, get, get get control of it. Well, but the nice thing is here, uh, we know that cryptocurrency like Ethereum and Bitcoin is decentralized. We know that there's no one who's there's no one group that's in control of this. Right, thing. but you can track transactions. You can. So that could be a problem. Uh, it could be. Uh, now, they could do this fundraiser with Monero if they wanted to, and then you wouldn't be able to track anything. But these are obviously people who aren't worried about being tracked. They want people to know they support Julian Assange. Right. They want people to know they're putting their Ethereum behind this particular fundraiser because they want to see this situation change. And now, whether or not this is going to help in any way, shape, or form, I don't know. But they're going to bid on this NFT auction, basically some artwork from what I understand, uh, and with 40-something or $50 million worth of crypto, there's a good chance they're going to be the number one bidder. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, so I guess this thing's up for auction, and the proceeds will be benefiting Julian Assange's legal defense fund. Good. So, I mean, he's already got attorneys. I don't know if throwing $50 million at those attorneys is going to make them better. So I'm not sure exactly how... I would like to hear more from from his fiance, for instance, just to like, okay... What uh, what will this help except for paying these attorneys that y'all already have? I mean, maybe they haven't been paid, right? Like, maybe they're right. not paid in full and they owe them some money or whatever, and that can settle things up. But it doesn't cost $50 million to – I mean, attorneys aren't cheap when it comes to federal court. There's no doubt about it, right? Like, the Crypto 6, we've got attorneys, and it's not cheap, but it ain't millions of dollars. It's not $50 million to defend even six people in in federal court let alone this you know this one guy so I, I, hey it's their money they can do whatever they want with it and, and if this is just people are like hey i don't care what you do with it you can buy hookers and blow whatever you want you know have fun with it we just as long as you you know as long as most of it's going to julian ha, you know have a good time you just totally triggered sarah just now <laughs> <laughs> she's throwing the phone away well the funny thing is i'm not in favor of uh you know i, I don't i don't do blow and i don't do hookers <laughs> but you know whatever i think people should be free to uh, but yeah, I, I am interested in knowing, like, what is this money going to be spent on? I guess you could use it to publicize. You yep. could buy a ton of advertising. Actually, that's, that's well, and, I, I, and I've seen Free Assange and Free uh, um, Crypto. Uh, I've seen signs. Free I've Ross. seen bulletins. Free, Free Ross. Ross. Um, and not just, that would be the way to do it. Because a lot of people don't know who this guy is. But what can you do? I mean, you can raise awareness in the in the people and that's cool but ultimately it's a man in a robe or a woman in a robe or a group of these men or women in robes at the supreme court in the uk that are going to have this man's life in their hands so what can 50 million dollars worth of cryptocurrency do to affect that situation i really want to know like what 
I can't think of anything offhand. You know, I mean, you can't except except buying people. You can't openly bribe these people. That's that's the only thing I think of, except except for advertisements and and, yeah. and attorney fees. I mean, you could try to protest them, but that might not make them want to, to you know to do what you want them to do, right? Like you could you could find out where they live and send pro, hired protesters out to their houses and let them know that you know they're they're being watched on this issue. But it's not like you can fire them if they do the wrong thing. So I want to be optimistic about this. But I'm looking for a reason why I should. Like, it's great news that thousands of people have donated millions of dozens of millions of dollars uh, worth of cryptocurrency to this campaign. But what's it going to do exactly? Uh, The number 603-283-6160. Maybe you, you know, maybe you've been paying closer attention to this and you know exactly what they're doing to uh, to assist what their plans are. Again, you got 50 million dollars. You could do a lot of stuff. But what can really affect this particular case? Yeah. They are to the very bi- they are to the bitter end on this at this point. This next, as I understand it, this next court hearing is the U- the UK Supreme Court that will be hearing Assange's case, and then I don't think they get any more appeals after that. So we're coming to the culmination, the apex, if you will, uh, the final moments of this thing. You know, maybe they could spend the 50 if he gets if he gets found that he doesn't have to go to the U.S. And that's what they want, obviously. But if he's sent to the U.S., then what can your 50 million dollars do there? I guess give him attorneys in the U.S. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. Whether you want to talk about the truckers in Canada or elsewhere in the world that are doing some pretty epic protesting, or a decentralized autonomous organization, we learned the Assange DAO has raised record levels of funding, over $50 million worth of cryptocurrency in less than a week. To help back up Julian Assange's legal team, basically. And uh, whether you want to comment on any of those things is up to you in the studio tonight, Ian and Conan. And again, the number is 603-283-6160. Conan, you've been very interested in this whole let them eat bugs campaign that is going on in the mainstream media, the World Economic Forum, these big big wigs in corporate america and governments that are pushing oh it's at every level it's not just the elites the one percent i mean i could go to our local city council meeting and i'm sure i'm going to bump heads with one of the one of those yeah who's mm-hmm. one of my neighbors who is all about this he's like yeah 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 cow farts it's destroying this world it's destroying everything we need to we need to get off the cows well i mean i haven't seen bugs for sale at the grocery store just yet so i don't know if i would say it's everywhere but yeah i mean there are definitely advocates if, for but it. if there was that but that's yeah but that option's not there mm-hmm. but if that if you had a, a regular supply of bug bug flour or whatever mm. uh these pe- these are the type of people who would who would willingly go in there and 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 uh Put that bag of bug flour in their cart prominently so everyone could see yeah. it, and they would have the conversation with the cashier about right, it. I'm so going to so make. It. I'm going to make. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because right. that's what it's really all about. 
it's about signaling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, but and then they would try to force it down as you know, just to make themselves feel like they're doing something. It good. might actually be all right. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what you could cook with it. Okay. Um, I I have been I reading a lot today. I've been reading a, a whole bunch as far as the protein content and what bugs are better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a, I am the sustainable guy. I am looking for for different methods of being self-sufficient i i I get off on it actually Uh, i love uh finding new mousetraps new better mousetraps and bugs might actually be the way so wait are you saying that if bugs are actually Uh, we're not saying this but if it turned if it turned out that bugs were a more efficient method of feeding yourself, meaning that they'd be cheaper and just as nutritious, if not more so. Yeah. I'm not saying any of that's true. I've not researched it. But if that turned out to be the case, would you go all in bugs, 100% bugs? If I could find some good recipes that I'd like, <laughs> some good some good uh, cricket cricket flour uh, cookies. <laughs> but right. like, but I haven't found that yet. So I mean, first it's got to be a for, it's got well first I would want it to actually be tasty okay that was gonna be my next question is what if it doesn't taste as good then i'm not having it okay <laughs> i have chickens i have rabbits and i All have right. a big ass garden you do have some standards then um but the what the biggest argument is because uh, he, he all right let's back up the left pipe dreams mm-hmm. all kinds of pipe dreams they got they got fast speed rail they got universal basic income they've got uh, universal health care um I mean, you name it, raising the minimum wage. It's just their their pipe dream ideas are so wacky, and this is this is one of them. Let's all eat bugs. Mm. It's going to save the earth. It's going to save everything. I mean, windmills everywhere. They have so many of these pipe dreams, and this is just the latest one. Mm-hmm. Where is it coming from? Does it actually make sense? What are they actually saying that it that it's all about? When they say they want to eat bugs, what's it all about? Well, some of them are like, we, we, it's, it's to save the environment. We have too many cows, uh, and they're not, they're not sustainably sufficient. You, uh, when you compare how much goes into creating a cow versus how much goes into creating a cricket, it makes more sense that, you know, especially, and the other argument is it, 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 by 2050, it's going to be like to double the population or something of globally, which I, I, don't, I don't buy mm. because so many, so many countries are not. Some are dwindling. In some, some are exactly. Some are dwindling. Uh, so I, I'm not sure. But India, uh, Africa, they're they're growing. They're growing. Mm-hmm. But um, and they're huge. So that's yeah. that's the argument. Um, uh, raise bugs. They're more they're more efficient, and we can reduce greenhouse gas. Um, but is that actually true? Is it more efficient to farm crickets mm-hmm. than it is to say farm chickens mm. and uh, so my boss who is a who's a bug eater she actually really? she, actually she's not but she's always talking about it she's uh. always trying to get me to do something with the bugs with mealworms or crickets or why don't you why don't you you farm chickens and i'll have all that why don't you do why don't you do some bugs i'm like no i'm not having it mm. that's that's not how i operate it. unless uh it's more efficient and so she's throwing something at me the other day some texts and i'm and about bugs and i'm like and i and she said something about look at all the free bugs i mean they're, they're everywhere free bugs free meals that's true i got one of those uh contraptions that yeah, yeah. 
that you put outside. Well, you can, I guess you could put it inside if you got a bug problem, but you put it outside and it's got like a fan inside of it. So instead of the old zappers, it just traps the uh, the bugs. It just blows I was about the to say f- it. I was about to say it blends them up like a blender. No, 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 no. It's like it, a computer fan. It traps oh. them in there and they yeah. die. Yeah, they just starve to death, basically. So, uh, but it traps all kinds of things: it traps mosquitoes, yeah. traps flies, traps uh, you know whatever the hell's flying around. Basically, I, you think that you have a lot of bugs in there, but I'm going to tell you, you probably don't have enough for a meal. Probably not. And it probably yeah. took you a whole week to 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 get all those bugs, and maybe even longer. And uh, if you squish them all up, mm-hmm. I pr- you probably have less than a couple of forkfuls. Well, I mean, I, this thing's a pretty big unit, but yeah, it'll uh, over a month. It's going to trap a lot of bugs, right, but right, yeah, right. probably not more than a couple meals worth, whatever that means. So the so what so the the biggest uh, uh, and they're little ones. Like the bugs I'm seeing here on these websites are li- larger bugs, right? right? So like, the, big, the biggest argument that I flies. see is that it's more efficient uh, to raise bugs. And so, and my really? and my boss is like free bugs, free lunch, and I'm like no, 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 it no. Costs no, 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 nothing, no nothing is free. There is no right. such thing. Protein in, protein out. Mm-hmm. And so I, they gotta I feed on something. I raise chickens specifically because of their meat to grain ratio. Mm-hmm. One pound, if you raise them properly, uh, one pound or, or two pounds of grain will get me one pound of chicken meat. I see. So it's a two to one ratio. Pigs. Uh, it's like four to ten hmm. pounds of grain per one pound of meat, okay. and cat, uh, cows. It's like forty pounds of grain Bam. per one pound of meat. So produced. chickens are very efficient, is what very you're very efficient, okay. uh, and so are rabbits, mm-hmm. which is why I raise them. Right. And so I'm like, well, well, hell, what, what, what's the efficiency of crickets mm-hmm. that you're always trying to get me to eat, bossy boss? So I get on the I get on the on the horn here on the on the interwebs. And uh, and I found this beautiful article that was written in 2015, a research article uh, hosted by the aggregate uh, PLOS One, which I'm getting a lot of research articles from. By the way, this is a good site, and they that's exactly what they studied. It's like what huh. is the efficiency of these bad boys? What's the input? What's the output? I'm going to read straight from the abstract. It has been suggested that the ecological impact of crickets as a source of dietary protein is less than conventional forms of livestock due to their comparatively efficient feed conversion and ability to consume organic side streams. And now a side stream is the byproduct from uh, your food company. Who's There's there's something that they're throwing away. Mm-hmm. A beer company is going to be throwing out a whole lot of yeast. Yeah, okay. What do they do with that? You uh, could feed bugs. You could feed bugs. Okay. Except, except, hold on, they're also, most of these big, big corporations, these big companies... They're not just throwing this stuff in the ground. They already have Somebody's fa- buying farmers, it. usually farmers, who are mm-hmm. already buying it and feeding it to other types of livestock, chickens, okay. pigs, pigs, pigs eat anything. So, so this, is, this stuff is already taken care of, but this, this study actually suggests that, all right, we're going to feed these bad boys good stuff, good crop, good grain. Uh, we're going to try feeding them some byproducts, some side streams, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're also going to feed them some crap, just straw, okay. and, see, and see what happens. Uh, this study measured the biomass output and feed conversion ratios of house crickets reared on diets that varied in quality, ranging from grain-based to highly celiastic diets. The measurements were made at a much greater population scale and density than any previously reported in the scientific literature. So this okay. is a new a study. study. Okay. Uh, there are cricket farmers out there selling bait crickets and yeah. selling crickets for chickens and stuff, but they never did it on a huge scale. All right, we're going to find out what happened here in moments. 
are these bugs, raising these bugs as efficient... As they say. As they are claiming, more so, say, than chickens, for instance. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You know, Conan, you say you would uh, take to eating bugs if they taste good. And man, hey, just if, reading about it is hard to handle. If I could get my, if I could buy more shrimp, uh huh, buy more crab, more lobster, I absolutely would. I mm. that's kind of out of my price range. Right, they're a delicacy. They're right? a delicacy, yeah. and they demand. are. What are they? They're water bugs. True. That's true. Yeah, I'm, a lot of this is really just what you're used to. So there is that. Yeah, I mean, th- one of the other arguments for for this is that uh, they claim at least 2 billion people on this planet eat bugs Eat bugs every day. Wow. I don't know that it's true or not, but I know there that there's a lot a, know, of people that are still in you know, poverty There, there are a lot of people who are still living in mud huts. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and those would be the people who would, in fact eat anything they could get their hands on mm-hmm. and uh, right. especially if you're living out in the woods guess what there's a lot of bugs. bugs yeah i'm just reading an article about all the different you know various different types of bugs that people eat and it's not appetizing i'll, t- I'll tell you that but uh, yeah, it's called, i think it's called ento- entomophagy uh-huh. the eating of bugs I, I like to think that i'm open to to new food experiences yeah. but this is one that uh is on yeah, the you, bottom the, your, of my your, list your uh, your cheese your cheese the maggots. maggot cheese oh uh, yeah my that's God. that's where i kind of draw the line and and, and and the other thing is you have to remember uh there, there's a reason why these people are eating bugs yeah they don't it's have because they better. don't have cows right uh it doesn't make sense they can't because they can't they don't have the land to to uh, they're poor they're poor people right so when i hear the argument from especially the left especially the liberals who are all crazy about this and they're talking about wanting to eat bug rich rich kids on their iphone yeah at the restaurant at the at the coffee shop talking about how you know that's that seems like a neat idea um have you really thought this through Mm. and and why wouldn't you want to eat some nice nice piece of chicken or something well i mean where, where what why are we even having this conversation can vegans eat bugs no. Okay. Bugs are most definitely a uh, meat or a meat-based protein. I see. Okay. Um, I mean, even the ones, even like grasshoppers who only eat uh, grass. I see. Uh, no, it's it's their their meat, uh, which is which is another problem with this with this argument. It's like, well, I mean, if you really want us to be on plant-based, all plant-based vegans, mm-hmm. uh, you elites out there, um, you know, where do bugs come in come into play? Because one of the one of the anon arguments is that uh, this is a way to devolve humanity because we evolved to where we're at because we started eating meat our brains are as big as they are our heads are as big as they are is because we started eating meat mm-hmm. and um are part of the reason also uh, iodine uh, as i understand it really helps that's why that's why dolphins are as and whales are as smart as they are um but uh no, the, the the anon argument is that you get us on plant base and you get us on bugs 
and uh, it'll somehow devolve humanity mm. back to be more basically retarded, uh, human, retarded button pushing humans. Well, that, the same that people the, that the elite can control better. Right. The same people on you know the left that are advocating for this stuff also want to cut people off of uh, all kinds of things. They yeah. want us to move and, back into caves, basically, and and and, sp- and de- uh, depopulate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you've got this study that you just brought up a moment ago, a, and it was 2015 and somewhere in that time frame, and it was new for the time. Right. Looking at the on a larger scale, the question of what do you got to put in to raising bugs to get out X amount of meat? Like how many pounds of grain or whatever the hell it is that bugs eat? Right. Right. Which is uh, which is what I am. Uh, most curious about because that's that would be the first thing i would ask about anything you're an efficiency any new project i want to know how many hours is it going to take me Mm -hmm. how much money is it going to take me how far do i have to drive to get to this place yeah uh it's very important that it all makes sense at the end of the day because and as i mentioned most liberal pipe dreams do not make sense so what did they learn speed trail does rail does not make sense what did they learn in this study okay skipping little down to the abstract Mm -hmm. to get to the meat and potatoes compared to the industrial scale production of chickens, mm-hmm. crickets fed a thick, crickets fed on a poultry feed diet showed little improvement in the protein convergency conversion efficiency, hmm. a key metric in determining the ecological footprint of grain based livestock protein. Crickets fed the solid filtrate from food waste processed at an industrial scale scale via enzymatic digestion uh, were able to reach a harvestable harvestable size. And achieve feed and protein efficiency similar to that of a chicken. So okay. just a little bit less. However, crickets fed minimal processed uh, uh, municipal scale food waste and diets comparably largely of straw experienced a, pu- a plus 99% mortality without reaching harvestable, harvestable size. Oh so they didn't even get to the harvestable too many age. Died. Too many died on the mm-hmm. process. Uh, therefore... So you got to feed them good stuff. If you got to feed them the good stuff, it's got it's either got to be side stream mm-hmm. industrial size uh, uh, runoff or uh, byproduct, and or the same thing you're feeding your chickens. By the way, both of those are being are going to some some sort of livestock. But if it's the chicken feed, then it's about on par. Is yeah, that what they about said on on par. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, the potential for uh, crickets to sustainably supplement the global protein supply beyond what is currently produced via grain-fed chickens will depend on capturing regional, scalable, organic side streams of relatively high quality that are not currently already being used for livestock production. Mm-hmm. So the whole argument, as far as crickets are concerned, is stupid. Mm. Uh, you would be better off raising broiler chickens, which are uh, which are harvestable within 11 to 12 weeks, which, by the way, is the same lifespan of a cricket is that right three three months wow so what would you rather eat would you rather eat crickets or would you rather eat nice big fat chickens i guess you'd have to try the cricket and see how it is but i could tell you it doesn't seem that appetizing because they're eating the same product they're eating the same right. grain soy right. whatever you're feeding them that's going it's going into the it's, it's the same place mm-hmm. um now the an argument plus or four is that you could raise chickens i mean crickets up you can stack them you can sure. have multiple levels, whereas chickens are basically one one level. I mean, you can have you can you, stack you, can, you can have a couple you can have a couple of levels. Usually, uh, the the guys who are who are who are really good at this, it's just one big barn, mm-hmm. and they're not they're like the dome the do, half dome barns, mm-hmm. and they're huge with thousands of these bad boys just running around, and you know, all all antibiotic up, all mm-hmm. vaccined up. Which, by the way, 
you would still have to do it. If you're talking about wanting to eat like, you know, free range crickets, I'm sorry, you're not going to get free range crickets because you can't, like I said, with your bud catcher outside. Yeah, what you, are you there's no way What's in hell input? you're going to be able to capture enough. What are they eating? Exactly. And yeah. that's the other thing. We were talking about the, the, the crazy bug. You were actually reading descriptions of what some of these bugs yeah, taste it like. Yeah, sounds so gross. Everything that you eat tastes like what it eats. Yeah, so they're giving examples in this article at uh, Ranker.com on what people say these bugs taste like, and there's a wide range. Yeah. Uh, so as one example here, giant water bugs for sale in Thailand or uh, fine dining in Denmark. So street vendors in Thailand, fine dining in Denmark. Some say they evoke flavors of black licorice, uh, with others saying that their bodies have a scrambled egg-esque texture, heads full of, quote, sour, mushy crab. <laughs> Uh, some say it has a flavor of watermelon candy and fragrant tropical citrus oh, fruits, nice. while still more describe it as a salted banana. So, hey, I know that you eat grain-fed duck. I absolutely adore. It tastes like roast beef. Mm. You get a duck right out the lake, eating fish and snails and whatnot. Tastes like foul. Tastes like a fish. Yeah, it tastes foul. Yeah. There's a reason why they call them foul. foul. <laughs> More coming up here, 603-283-6160. You can weigh in. It's it's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phone's open. If you want to join the show, you can. 603-283-6160. There's people pimping this whole eating bugs thing, and Conan is pretty skeptical. I am as well. I just haven't done the research. Conan, you've done research on this thing, and it's you a, are it's still a fa- skeptical. It's, it's a fad. Yeah. It's a fad, and it's almost it's a scheme, but it's almost a scam. Because hmm. because these are the type of people people who start bug farms. They're the ones that are going to get they're going to get government cheese. They're going to get subsidized. Mm, yeah. Just like the, just like the solar and just like the wind. The wind guys. This is Good a fa- this is a this is a fad that is that is going to be short lived. Uh, especially when I mean look at the look at the the plant based burgers. Yeah. Who is eating those things? There's got to be somebody eating them. I mean, they're going to take in. them off the menu. If, if you've tried these things at any, if you bought them from this from this supermarket or mm-hmm. or you eat them, Burger King has one, right? Yeah. All right. If you've yep. tried this, because I've never, I haven't even been in Burger King in like ten years. <laughs> if, the same way. If yeah. you've tried any of this, please call in and let me know how it is. If, if, if and if you would buy another one. Okay, I'll tell you. I've tried one. Okay. Um, I'm not a you know I'm not a vegan or anything like that. I prefer a, a good you know piece of chicken. I, I do, you know I had some, I had a hamburger today when I was out at Applebee's uh, with some friends after a court courthouse. Uh, there was, we had a local guy that went to court today to take on some running from the cops charges, which was an interesting trial. Fleeing, fleeing uh, the cops? Yeah, disobeying an officer was the actual right, charge right, right. in that case. So, we, you know, we always go out to lunch afterwards and you know, had some had some meat there. So I love myself some meat, no doubt about it. Um, but I did try it. I was in the, to, uh, Vegas. Today? No, not today. Uh, I was in Vegas, and this was like right around the time when the, I think they called the Impossible Burger right, was right. coming out at Burger King. And they had the same product at a fancy Vegas, so this is a high end establishment. Yeah, but it was the same product, like the Are same sh- kind of that brand or whatever. Impossible, I think, was the the brand name. Right. Uh, so they had this. It was you know we're in one of the whatever the hell casino we were in. And what enticed you to do this to eat this? It was on the menu, and you know people were talking about it, right? Like it's in the news. People were talking. Oh, Burger King got this thing. Yeah, and they're not really talking about these days anymore, are they? All because right. So it's what happened? What did it's you there. think? It was fine. 
it it tasted like a you know they managed to ape the burger patty kind of taste and was the, was the beet juice blood pouring out of it when you bit into it not that i recall all right, but all right was all right so it tasted all right was it a good burger i thought it was fine yeah i mean i like i said like your your next question was would i get it again no i wouldn't because i don't see any real reason to was pay it, more was there a price difference there was oh it you paid more, more didn't you yeah it costs more <laughs> Yeah. That's the other insanity about all this. Yeah. Oh, I got solar panels all over the place. Yeah, uh, how much did you spend? Oh, I'm going to be paying off it for the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't. None of this makes sense. It's all dumb pipe dreams. Yeah, and I, you know, I, we don't buy that stuff at the store or anything like that. I have no interest in it. And apparently, a lot of other people don't either. I mean, you've seen the photos of the meat sections yeah. at the supermarket yeah. being sold out, and all, and all the, the tofu, plant all the soy stuff is still there. And, and so, and so, the elites are in their in their in their smoke filled rooms. Are like, we got to get these Rat. people on the on the plant <laughs> plant based bugs. What do we do? What, uh, <laughs> exactly, because bugs might actually taste better. They're, Maybe they're, I don't um, know. They are they are meat. They're walking meat or jumping mm. meat. Um, and so the only option they have is they have to get rid of livestock. They mm-hmm. have to get rid of cheap and cows and pigs, which and means ch- and subsidizing. The, well, the yeah, yeah, yeah. You right? you act, yes you uh, uh, create an uneven play, playing field mm-hmm. where the bugs the bug guys uh, get subsidized. Uh, for, for producing something that the people really don't want. It's just like all the corn they're growing. What are they going to do? Oh, we have all this extra corn. What do you do with it? Oh, let's put it in the gas. That's a bad idea. Let's make, let's make syrup out of it. Let's go to your calls. Uh, Bla- uh, bad Slave is on the line in New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Well, thank you for taking from my call. Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to talk mostly to Conan because I, you know, he. Yeah, and and he's on the right side of this thing. It's uh, it's bunk. But the another interesting factor is that um, that there are plenty of scientists and people and doctors, uh, actual MDs and what have you. This guy uh, named Sean Baker. He's got a bunch of YouTube videos about. The carnivore diet and um, and and his his whole movement is to get people on real food hmm. uh, as a you know he he is an actual uh, MD and uh, he wants to get people healing everything that you can imagine by eating a carnivore diet or so according to the internet just for our listeners uh, carnivore diet says here unlike keto which limits carbs to a certain number per day carnivore diet aims for zero carbs per day you eat only meat fish eggs and some animal products you exclude all other food groups including vegetables fruits grains legumes nuts and seeds and you know, if it works for somebody, I say more power to them. But I think they're everybody's different, right? So, like for some people, keto might work. For some people, carnivore might work. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I, it's hard to say. There's one true way. Yeah, we, right? uh, we are omnivores. Mm-hmm. We I was we could basically, unlike a lot of the other animal uh, life forms out there, human beings can pretty much eat every damn thing on this planet. Mm. We have evolved into right. such a way that we can digest pretty much everything out there. Which is pretty neat. It's nice, but I mean, but, but 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 even even if uh, you're saying that a lot of people can eat different things and uh, 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 
there are different options mm-hmm. keto carnivore right. vegan uh it, what it, but if there's anything clear in my mind it's we eat way too much carbs and way too much sugar mm. and that's a big part of the problem well americans right. are quite fat so i mean yeah. so i mean if you do if you do anything other than a high carb diet a high processed food carb diet you'll be doing better yeah i think you'll be doing better yeah. even if you just go lettuce mm. that's right i agree Bad slave. And, anything you know, else you want to share? Improved my health that way, uh, but I but I bought a pig. I bought a a whole uh, you know. Oh, nice. Uh, so you didn't go in with like a like your neighbors. You just bought the whole thing yourself. Well, no, I, it was some neighbors up in Grafton uh, that uh, that that raised it for me. Nice. Uh, but, what did you What uh, did you get per pound? Yeah, if, I'm I, I'm curious. Oh, uh, probably. Uh, probably a lot more than a supermarket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This so is I usually the case. A lot more, but it, it's really good. But but the the one thing I wanted to say, one of the big uh, protagonists in this whole carnivore thing, are the Petersons, uh, Jordan and his daughter, and Michaela. Michaela. Michaela actually had. Uh, some just terrible, terrible auto autoimmune problems. That's right. The whole family has it, by the way. Not, so they went carnivore. They went carnivore. I don't know if if, if his wife and and son are doing that as well. But uh, and has but that uh, you know helped her with her issues? Supposedly, yeah, bo- both what? the both of the both father and daughter claim that it saved their lives. Actually. Wow, that's right. Exactly. That's amazing. Well, you know, hey, uh, people swear by these things, right? Like, uh, we were at the Libertarian Party convention a couple weeks ago, Bonnie and I, and we're talking with Zephin, who is a Free Talk Live listener and a mover here to New Hampshire within the last year. And he's a great activist, and he's like a total vegan. And, you know, of course, he's, you know, advocating for veganism or whatever. And and then you got people going carnivore, and they say it's changed their lives. And And you got got me. You know, whatever works. Eating whatever's cheap. Maybe, Maybe it's, you know, has something to do and thank you for the call bat slave i appreciate it It, you know maybe it has something to do with the placebo mindset yeah the mindset that i I, I absolutely agree Mm -hmm. you know it's whatever makes you happy right and if it's not making you happy or it's making you you know too much feel bad while you're eating if you feel bad after eating that whole bag of bag of potato chips or that box of donuts if it makes you feel bad it probably wasn't good for you in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Listen let me, to your let me, body. Let me right? tell you what. When I eat a bunch of bacon or a big piece of steak, mm-hmm. I don't feel bad. I mean, I might feel a little bloated sure. in my stomach, but I don't feel bad. I feel energized. Satisfied, energized. Right? Yeah. Satiated. Yeah. yeah. 603-283-6160. You can join us here. Bring up whatever's on your mind in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up. 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open in these remaining moments. we got time for you if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian and Conan in the studio. And 
I want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. If you're ready to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, you should get over there. Bitcoin's been on a little bit of a rise up. I mean, it had gone and scraped down as low as like $34,000. It's now around $44,000. And it's risen up there in just the last week or so. So... It's still down from its ultra high of 68,000 a few months ago, so it's still quote-unquote down, even though it's up mm-hmm. more so than it's been in you know most of the last 13 years. You can go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page. You'll find lots of good information there, lots of introductory videos that you can watch. If you've only got three minutes, watch the first one. It'll give you some basic concepts that you need to know, that you, need, you really ought to get a hold of before you start getting this some actual is- is a good time to dump your money dump your dollars you dump mean? Your, your dollars your fiat oh yeah get, get, rid, of, get, get rid of that crap because it's going to 30 trillion dollars people i heard that recently trillion. is that true because this, this week i believe earlier okay. this week because i checked when i heard that i was like oh really i mean i know we know it's coming we know it's going to happen at some point but i checked the u.s debt clock and it hadn't quite reached oh it did, it did yep. cross it yep 30 30 trillion and I mean, it, didn't it just cross twenty nine last like two months ago? <laughs> exactly. Right. It's on a. <laughs> this, is, this is a train going right over the tr- whatever the cliff, man. Yeah. It's and bad. I mean, and you look at the. We're talking about the truckers and the, the you know the lifeline. You're right. talking about all of the 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 uh, the, the pipeline, the, the food pipeline. Mm-hmm. It's just it's all coming to a point where if you are you still think it's all oh right if you still think we're going to get through this unscathed. Um, you're dumb because it's there's just too many signs. There's too many smoking guns one, saying otherwise. One story I did not get to tonight is the central bank digital currency they're talking about here in in all governments States. want to own a centralized digital currency. Yeah, they're they, working they on it. They want to do what Bitcoin they, is. They they want to control it. They've got a plan, and it could roll out as soon as a couple of years. Of course, governments always take forever to do things, so I wouldn't expect it that soon. But they're optimistic. We'll see. Uh, but no time to talk about all that. We got to get to uh, your calls and thoughts. They are welcome. But again, check out Bitcoin.com. You can learn the basics there. You can also do some more advanced stuff, like check the latest news headlines over at news.bitcoin.com. We go to Jack. He's listening to us in Daytona Beach, Florida, on WNDB. Go ahead, Jack. How you doing? Thanks hey. for answering. Sure. Um, Bitcoin's out of my realm at this point. is 72. However, I've been uh, researching kind of this idea that they want to feed cows seaweed hmm. instead of hay and whatever. And apparently... Um, it knocks down the amount of methane gas that they expel by like 60% or even higher. Hmm. Um, but what does it do to the them, taste? It tastes like well, seaweed. Exactly. I wrote this <laughs> down in my note. They said, no, it tastes exactly like beef. Hmm. And it makes them more, uh, I don't know, gregarious or happy. So they actually multiply, whatever. Um, the problem is, is that and there's a lot of people from Texas saying, well, you know, how do we get all the seaweed? But. I've come up with a T-shirt. I'm saying, uh, grow weed, not bugs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, if you have all these bugs that, you know, God forbid they get loose, and then we, we have enough problem with bugs, and then pesticides <laughs> right. and so on and so forth. So let's they make, you know, give, the government gives the money to grow seaweed, which is, you know, humans can eat it, and the cows can eat it, and we could all be maybe happy. You know, I, I like remember a study. I remember a study. I remember a study from about 10 years ago where they fed pigs uh, weed scraps, marijuana scraps, mm-hmm. the leftovers, and nice. they grew 
They were more. They were more efficient. They more. Really? They grew faster. Did they get high? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> they they might have been. They might be high right now for all the crap they eat. Well, Jack, the one thing that I I, I might I think I heard you say that I, I disagree with is that the government should get involved in any of this. Like, like they don't need to well, be funding I, I, anything. I, I, I'm just saying, if you're going to send money, you guys talk about the bugs. They would be giving money to do this. I don't think the government should be involved in anything. Okay, we good. see what the government's doing. I mean, 100% with that. That's yeah, let's let I'm the saying. market decide. If if seaweed cows are the yep. way to go, then the market will you know go in that direction. And and I appreciate your calling the heads up on this, And by Jack. the, and by the, the way, call, they're man. already mass-producing seaweed. They have seaweed farms no where, they, where they just grow these big, huge, like, banana leaf size. uh wow. Seaweed are, are uh, seaweed where they cut them up and, mm-hmm. and of course the of course the especially the Japanese I mean they love right. their love them some seaweed They're, they eat it and everything yeah we've had those seaweed treats from yeah. uh, from you know Japanese food but now he he brought up a good point Thanks, are you, are you gonna Appreciate are you gonna buy this stuff is there enough of it out there and they're gonna truck it all the way out to 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 uh, to Texas to feed the cattle out there is it is it is it efficient and as you just said. The free market will decide. You know, uh, did we finish the story about the bugs? You feel like we got that out there? Is there more that uh, you want to share Here's the takeaway. Uh, Number one, the bug is going to taste like whatever it eats. And now, and, and and I have some. Here's my biggest problem with eating bugs. That's that is my biggest problem. This is why I don't eat roaches. (laughs) By the way, that's another. That's one of the bugs on the list of popular bugs that get eaten. But they are, but they are in a uh, controlled environment where they're not eating trash. They're uh-huh. not eat, They're not eating dead things, yeah. dead rotten things. Oh God! But that's that's my big problem. So you you can't just go out. You're not. You're never going to get free range crickets. <laughs> you, uh, you the last thing you want to do is just go out in the fields mm-hmm. and just start picking crickets up because you don't know what they ate. Right. Because and that's the, and that's some, one of the problems with eating bugs is that they are not. Uh, I mean, they get into some lead or something or some other kind of chemicals. I mean, that could be all throughout their mm-hmm. bodies, and you could just yeah, poison yourself in a, in a heartbeat. So you want controlled. You want controlled farming. Uh, if you're trying, so no free range. Uh, that's not gonna. That's not one of not the options. So if you're if you're worried about like these mass produced chickens, these chicken farms, mm-hmm. guess what? Your crickets are going to be raised the exact same way. Yeah, and they're going to be pumping them full of antibiotics, and they're going to be pumping them full of vaccines because crickets can. They're, they're susceptible yeah. to viruses and, and disease, so they're going to be pumping them full of all kinds of chemicals to keep them alive. So you're so, so if you want to eat safer and healthier, no, this is that's not the option. Mm. Um, so now, what are they feeding them? Is it some of the side stream products like I was talking about? Like, are they going to eat some byproduct from some big companies, or are they going to be eating chicken grain? You know, mm-hmm. that's going to be a big question in my book. Who knows? Um, but the takeaway is, uh, as far as chickens are concerned, crickets are not more efficient. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple, no. And it's, you that, can't do that, free that, range. That, that argument is dead. Now, there might be some bugs out there that are more efficient. I've heard rumors that the black fly is more more efficient and it's something that just it, of course it basically lives off of dead things it eats dead Gross. carcasses and grows maggots like you wouldn't believe quick Ugh. um but uh now as far as pigs are concerned goats sheep cows yes crickets are bugs bugs in general win out that conversation yeah, if you're worried about cow think... farts and by the way i'm not worried about cow farts yeah because the more the more greenhouse goes in that in that atmosphere, the more trees are going to grow. It's going to warm up, <laughs> and the lizard people love that. It's gonna, and they also love the bugs. Uh, more trees, yeah, more growth. Right, that's the thing I never understood about these environmentalists. It's like, what's the matter with putting more CO two out there? Who cares? More trees, yeah.
Which is what you want, right? Life will be more lush. So right? my the takeaway is I I'm not going down this road. I don't need it. I don't raise my own worms. You got worm farmers. Yeah. I don't raise my own bugs. I just buy grain from tractor supply. Now I I would like to get off of that mm-hmm. and eventually grow all of my grow everything. I have the I have enough land. I just have too really? many, I have too much trees. Okay. I could grow uh spelt and or icorn or something. I grow wheat. Mm-hmm. If I had like a field, but I have too many trees, right. and that would feed my rabbits and my chickens. That, so that's my long, long term goal is to gotcha. is to be there and or to make buddies with a neighbor who has a big field that I could grow on. But would you try a bug burger? <laughs> sure. Would I would I pay twice as much for it than a <laughs> right. beef burger? Hell no. No. If if I had no if it was but if it was cheaper, uh-huh. which makes sense to me, a bug burger should be cheaper. A plant burger should be cheaper. Mm. If I have to actually pay more than beef, doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. It's right. retarded. It's right. absolutely insane that you would go through all the trouble. It's like it's like the whole buying local myth. Mm. Ah, oh, it's it costs five dollars more. I'm talking, uh, but you know, is it five dollars better? Is it five? Exa- is it five dollars better? And Probably and in not. my case, I I sell books online. Mm-hmm. I'm a local guy. I'm local to Keene here. I live right. here in Keene. I sell books to everyone in the country. I've sold to every state in the country. Right. Thousands and thousands of books, and yet I still spend my money. I do buy stuff, some stuff on Amazon, but I spend a lot of my money right here in the community. Sure. Should I be uh, outcast because I'm one of these? I'm one of these middlemen who is sell, who who's not buying into the local myth. Doesn't no. make sense. Look, follow the Get money. Get the best deal. Get the best deal. It'll all work out in the end. That's what people are going to do anyway. And the same thing is the case with these bugs. I mean, if if it doesn't taste good and it isn't affordable, it isn't going to happen. And it doesn't matter how much they pump it. If it's too gross, it's never going to catch on <laughs> no, in a no. uh, a civilized society that's wealthy enough to not have to eat bugs. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. Give me some chicken. Oh, yeah. I'm hungry. (laughs) See you tomorrow.